Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of ECM Community Heroes as part of the communication series Power of Community. With Community Heroes, we meet some of the people that shape and push forward the community of European Cities Marketing, a community of open sharing, of learning, of meeting and growing together. This series is made in association with Group Now, which is also where I'm from. My name is Sine Jongestel, and today I have the immense pleasure of speaking to Pablo Ortega Novillo, Catalan TIC Network Promotion Manager and Chair of the ECM Knowledge Group for Tourist Information Centers. So Pablo, thank you very much for being here today and share your work in the Knowledge Group. I am happy to be here. So let's start with like, could you introduce us to the TIC Knowledge Group? How big is the group? How often do you meet? What kind of work do you do within the group? Right. Um, well, the TIC Knowledge Group is a very special group because we don't have a, uh, the same size every meeting we do. I mean, there's a bit different on, on how we work with, um, with our colleagues. There's actually a, a, a managing group of seven members, a kind of decision-making group. But then all the activities we do are open for everybody who wants to join. Uh, so it means that we are not, uh, we don't have this kind of applicants uh, process to be part of the group. I mean, all the meetings we do, in, even in these autumn meetings or general assemblies, we all do our meetings open. Everybody can assist and participate. But of course, some core decisions are kept in this small group that I told before. It's seven members, eight right now, because we have added a new one. There's Helsinki, Gothenburg, Bilbao, Sevilla, Ireland, uh, Lviv, Catalonia, and the new member is Amsterdam. Okay. That mm -hmm. just uh, became part of the group just two days ago. So welcome, this, Amsterdam. This our <laughs> welcome uh, Amsterdam, because, uh, well, this is kind of group that we do uh, different tasks along the year. We organize mm -hmm. the, the main activities we do, but the, the, the main scope is to be open to everybody. I mean, and so how many people right usually right? come to the meetings? For example, in, in, in our every two months, we do an open, an open meeting via Zoom. We, we select topic of conversation. We sometimes get in, invite external participants, kind of university researchers, mm -hmm. or some interesting TICs that they have nice experiences to share. And we can have 60, 70 participants in a single meeting. Or you never know. It depends if, if it's high season in summertime, maybe there's only 30. Uh, it depends. It's completely fluctuant. Mm -hmm. But then, sorry. <laughs> and then uh, our main event is the yearly uh, TIC Express meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, it's about an average of 70, 75 participants each edition. This one was a little bit less because it's the first one after the COVID. It was 54 participants, which is successful as well. You just uh, had that one in Girona. In Girona, we had that one, yes. Okay. And it was a real success, of course. We will talk about later if you want. But um, I mean, we don't have this fixed number of members. That's something very important for us. We are open to every TIC member that wants to join and participate. But let's dive into the Girona meeting then, because I'm, I'm curious. It was just now. So you say you were uh, about 40, 45 people. And 54. so 54, oh, sorry. And then what was on the agenda? What were you doing? Well, the most important thing was to uh, meet personally, uh, physically again. Um, we were um, we were engaged in this uh, 
strategic decision that meetings could be possible again uh, if you follow all the all the sanitary uh, regulations and it was a safe destination to go and we are managing and our daily job is to make the people to travel into our destination so uh, as soon as it was possible to travel again we we, we should be the first ones in, in demonstrating that it's possible mm. and we did we did uh, we didn't uh, we didn't do a, a hybrid meeting. We didn't do a completely online meeting because it was, you know, we decided we have to demonstrate that it's possible. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was a good success. 54 participants is a very good number because the maximum we have had is 70, 75 mm-hmm. in, in, in normal times. And it really was... Um, amazing because it was this kind of illusion in the air the people wanted to meet again mm-hmm. um, you know digital meetings they provide a lot of benefits but this this extra sensorial part this emotional part of the meetings that is not through uh, through a camera yeah. in, the, in the laptop screen and this is actually the most important part of the physical meetings. So we are happy that I'm very proud to be the first ECM 100% presential meeting this year. Nice. And to provide example to our colleagues mm-hmm. that next year's 2022 meetings can be if, if COVID permits. We, we are aware that the numbers has increased, but mm-hmm. it's possible. And what, what were you discussing? Were you discussing the future of TICs post-COVID or what was the topic of the meeting? Well, we've, we've been talking about COVID many times during the year, so we decided to change topic and, and mm-hmm. just to put it away. And we were talking about uniqueness. I mean, all the TICs as, as, as part of the managers of destinations, we are always struggling and thinking about what can we do to be more attractive or what makes us special uh, because uh, we are all sharing technologies, strategies, the main more or less uh, way of doing things. But uh, as well, each city has something special that even sometimes you don't know that you have it. In mm. some places, there are visitors that you don't know why do they come. Or maybe you invest a lot of money in promoting something, but then your visitors go to another place that you don't know. Mm. And we've been inviting different uh, nice speakers um, inspirational speakers actually to show us that it's possible to become unique and to find uh, attractiveness from very different points of view and we had two very special invited speakers that was the one is from Chernobyl Chernobyl tours mm-hmm. okay wow they came to Girona and they mm-hmm. bring us a little bit of radiation with them as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was, we, we did a lot of jokes with them about that. Is that actually visiting Chernobyl is safe, mm-hmm. completely safe. You can get twice more radiation while traveling two hours by plane flying mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than 12 hours visiting the nuclear power plant. Okay. And well, it was very interesting because imagine how can you uh, use a nuclear disaster and transform it into a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but you achieved to change the national mindset of the disaster because mm-hmm. Ukraine, since the Soviet period, was completely, it was a taboo topic. Neither the schools or the history books talked about it okay. until the 90s. And in the 90s was, uh, sorry, not the 90s, the last decade. Mm-hmm. And the managers, uh, pioneers of this activity, they wanted to involve the, the local people in there. They invited as well the liquidators, so the people who sacrificed themselves into the first months in order to stop the nuclear mm-hmm. uh, power plant um, 
explosion to say so mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. quickly um they invited them because they haven't been there since the end of the works uh th those who survived actually so mm -hmm. they have been doing a so good work that now the ukraine uh, ukrainian government does scholarship excursions to the nuclear plant with them okay. and they do this kind of national memory uh tribute to, to mm -hmm. this to this special moment in the history the, the, the people is talking about that again and the economy of the region has recovered a lot because there's a lot of families that they stayed in the surroundings that couldn't have find any jobs yeah. and they started working in tourism new tourism information centers were built mobile okay. and they explained in a funny way how they did it they, mm -hmm. they started with a, a soviet tank you know a tank Mm -hmm. bulletproof tank <laughs> uh, and they bought it for a second hand and okay. they started informing the visitors just from inside the tank and letting them visiting the area now they have vehicles and this kind of food trucks when they don't give food they give information okay. and, and all this and there's a kind of economic dynamism in surrounding the area and it involved the educational system they involved um, a, a lot of communities running the, the local handcraftship as well. The, everything they sell is made mm -hmm. in the area. So it's not just how to say that, it's not a frivolity. Right. Uh, yeah. It's not dark tourism, it's changing the national mindset. And this is mm -hmm. why they we invited them because this is something unique in the world. Nowhere else can don't do something like that. And That's then there's another one very, very special for us that we, we connected live with the remotest place on the earth okay it's a very very tiny island in the atlantic in the southern atlantic in in the halfway between cape town and and uh, ushuaia argentina mm -hmm. there's only 215 inhabitants there okay and it's a uk it's a united kingdom uh, overseas um, area and is the remoted inhabited place of the earth and they do have a tourist information center they have a dsc okay wow <laughs> they have it. so how it many tourists do they have oh they have they have i mean more than than inhabitants they can have but it's it's complicated because they don't have any airport they have only mm. nine ships a year that yes. they stop over there and of course of course the local population has preference in buying the, the tickets for mm. these ships because usually they are merchant ships not not passenger ships it's just mm -hmm. to provide supplies and all this and you know because they are the the the, the remotest place on the earth it becomes something unique and mm. with that that it could be a, a really an obstacle to reach that place they have transformed it into an attraction itself so mm -hmm. you can say you can go back home telling that you've been in the remotest place in the earth okay <clears throat> and all the daily basis how do they manage that how do they organize they don't have a lot of accommodation places so sometimes the visitors can stay at local people's home mm -hmm. um well they showed us with the webcam the, the tic they do a live guided tour from there it was you know the people got excited that sounds um, very it... <laughs> exciting two uh, two fantastic speakers wow we try to do this kind of uh, inspirational important content and as well we put a little bit of fun in our meetings mm -hmm. yeah we like to do that this way <laughs> i think that leads me to maybe a little bit of a personal question because what because you seem very committed and very engaged into this work <laughs> so i'm I, you know i'm wondering what has motivated your engagement in the knowledge group work when when i started for the first time the first meeting i was uh, is in amsterdam 2015 
Um, I was already working in, in, in Catalonia. I'm working in the Catalan Tourism Network for TICs. Mm -hmm. There are 250 tourism information centers. And from our position, we help them, we give them assessment. So we are used to work uh, as a network. Mm -hmm. It is a very hard work, but the benefits of that when, when the things go well and the projects, they have success, the results are very even better than expected. So when I, <clears throat> When I met uh, first time ECM, uh, I found that it was an extra, an extra another upper level for that. Um, for me, it's very it's essential for my work to find that there are other peers that have the same problems that you, that mm -hmm. you find others <clears throat> that can share your experience with you, that they don't feel that you are a counterpart or a competence. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a completely friendship area. And, um, there is an important emotional part in my engagement. For me, mm -hmm. it's very important to feel that you are backed. Sometimes when you have problems, you just pick up the phone or <laughs> now you have this, this nice tool, which is the online meetings. Mm -hmm. But in a, in a few minutes, you can get support from your colleagues. Mm -hmm. And it helps a lot in, in your daily basis. And it's not just something professional, formal. The nice thing of that is you don't need to be formal or you don't need to use formal channels. You don't need to write down a lot of emails. You just, sometimes you just need to call somebody and ask for help and there's always someone there. Mm -hmm. And this, this kind of network, it's, it's actually the most, the most important part of me, mm -hmm. in, of, of my engagement in that case. So Pablo, what are you most excited about for 2022? The, the plans with the Knowledge Group, what, what's in the pipeline? Well, the, the most important is to get back to normality, to, to find a way to, to, to go back to everything we have doing, been doing for the last years and recovering the meetings, uh, to go back to the annual conference and do our, our group meeting there uh, as well as the autumn meeting. Uh, we hope that, well, of course, in the, the TIC experts meeting is our most important event in the year. Uh, we have chosen Gothenburg to be the, the, new, the next hosting city. So we go from the south to the north. And uh, as well, we have find, we've, we've found a new way of collaboration with external agents. We have been very lucky because in the recent times, we have found people who ask us to share something with our community. I mean, for the very first time, it's not us that we are knocking the door from someone else to ask would you like to come to us and share your experience, blah, blah, blah? No, it's external people that just knocks on the door and we have this project, we think is very nice and interesting for you. Can we share it with you? Can you arrange a meeting for us with the rest of the, your members? And we say, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and this is surprising. This mm -hmm. is a sign that, ever, that we believe that we are doing things properly because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a symptom of success that the people wants to come to us to explain their experiences. So yeah. it, it's like an automatization. It thinks it's going alone mm -hmm. and we want to keep that way. I mean, to spread the word, to make know the, the academic uh, collect, the collective universities, research schools, uh, tourism schools, mm -hmm. hospitality schools or other institutions that they want to share with us this, this knowledge because in the same way, the knowledge group is providing this experience to all the members. Right. Open yeah. wide. I mean, everybody who wants to join can join all the mm -hmm. members of, of ECM mm -hmm. can take part of these activities. So we are mm -hmm. very proud of that. 
Mm -hmm. and we'll keep it that way. So it will be even more activities in the coming year to, so, for everyone yes. to join. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And Pablo, and the final question, which I've asked uh, all our community heroes, and that is, what do you understand by the power of community um, in the context of European cities marketing? For me, to be short, is that one plus one is not two, is three or even more. Uh, the power of community is that if you work in a, in, in a network, or if you work in team, you share with other colleagues, the benefits or results, they can be much better than working alone. And uh, this COVID crisis is an example. We, we have been able to work together and we have found a support network, not only professional, but in some times as well emotional because this is not just a professional network. This is a, a colleague's network. In some cases, you can find some friends as well. Mm -hmm. And this is the power of community for me. It's not just, it's not just business, right. it's all the rest. It's more than a network, it's mm -hmm. yeah, learnings. For me, Our, yes. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Pablo, for sharing and congratulations on your success in Girona. It sounds like a fantastic meeting you had. Um, but thank you very much for joining me today and sharing your work. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs>